0: There's a proposed anti-soda bill in California that would ban big gulps and mandate warning labels on vending machines. Up in Berkeley, they wonder if Amazon is too big to boycott. And you'll never guess the positions that our universities are funding. That's what's coming up in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere, and let's talk some California politics.
1: Boy, that, that magic choo-choo train really is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I know, we, we
0: hypothesized a year ago, but it really seems to be dying on the vine. It's going three and a half billion somewhere. Somewhere. Right. To nowhere. Yeah,
1: right. What an amazing weird?
0: amount of money to get nothing for. <laughs> right. Like, I get pissed when I lose a $20 bill. You know, Three <laughs> I get, and a half billion dollars. But it's like what Milton Friedman says, right? When you're spending somebody else's money. You care so much less. So much less. You don't care.
2: And that happens at every level. Right. If people are going to be honest with themselves, that, that happens personally. Yeah. Uh,
0: they just don't want to admit that. <laughs> you just talk about billions. Just billions down the drain.
1: Talk about billions down the drain. What about uh, Robert Kraft? Dude,
2: Ooh.
1: although I did, he got the Al Gore so, special. So, so my brother was telling me today.
2: Apparently, I guess the word is he's not the biggest name involved. Oh, really? There's no. apparently, and you know, who knows? All these rumors fly around. But apparently, another person is going to be coming out or or being
0: charged. It's like another Kentucky basketball, uh, <laughs> right? Or Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. 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 Nice. So.
2: That'll be an interesting
0: one. I, you know what though, it's the it's the same thing with like Trump. Oh man, he had an affair with a porn star. Okay, all right, cool. Isn't that the level at which you can do those things? If right? what? If you if you if you if you're a real estate <laughs> mogul like Trump,
1: I I did well, yeah. not earn all this money. Like when you're a billionaire, just, to just have sex with regular women. Right? Yeah, I okay. mean, as as
0: as morally bankrupt as that sounds, I mean, I I don't put a whole lot of moral. I don't put a whole lot of uh morals in those type of people in the billionaires and the celebrities oh, and the sports athletes. You, like right, you mean you don't they're not on the pedestal for you to begin with. Right, like we yeah. talk about how, you know, it's tongue in cheek like hookers and blow, right? But, <laughs> but I mean it comes from somewhere. That stereotype is because when you're loaded and you got money, you just you have your pick of whatever you want. Right. Whether it's drugs or it's prostitutes or it's getting into the swanky restaurants, or traveling on the craziest airplanes. Like it's really hard. That is part of that lifestyle, it, I, right? To, to or from a different angle, from what you're saying, it's
2: really hard. It it, it ex, probably it has existed in the past, and it, I'm just trying to think currently. But it's really hard, I would imagine, to and it is hard, I think, to resist all that stuff. Yeah, to be I, at that level. That's not an excuse by any means for those people. No, I'm not making an excuse. No, no, I know, you're, I know you're not.
0: I'm just saying it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, like that. I yeah. feel like that's what comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. not everybody's squeaky clean. Like yeah. it's.
1: Oh, when it came to Trump, I mean, we already knew that he, you know, he dated super, mo- <clears throat> dated supermodels, and I mean, Melania was a supermodel herself, or whatever you want to call it. And I don't think any of that. Uh, there was a discussion about uh,
0: anti-Trumper guy. Mm. That's long ago and He was like going off on Stormy Daniels, and, and that guy's running our country. But I don't think it affects – like, I don't judge someone's leadership by the the affairs they had. I mean, well, I didn't think Bill Clinton was a bad president. I mean, I could tolerate Bill Clinton. I think he's a scumbag when it came to stuff right. with women. But, like, I didn't all of a sudden – it didn't didn't change a whole lot on a leadership principle for me, that element. I think the other thing, too, when people bring that up about Trump, I
2: take a different perspective in England and think – doesn't that tell you how disastrous a majority of people, or at least in the election, people thought it had gotten to elect this guy then? Like if you're th- saying he's so bad and all this stuff because of all that background, he got elected. So what does that tell you about and, and what I, they thought of current
0: politicians? I took that kind of stance and I was, well, well, he didn't technically win oh, the majority, yeah. right? And then it goes down this whole electoral, electoral college thing. Oh, and you're just, I, I think when you get to that point, you realize that If you can't understand the concept of the Electoral College, you're just you're not that heavily involved in politics enough to I think ride over the waves of all this crap. You know, you just you just you watch your CNNs and your mainstream media, and you just you think that's how life really is. You think that is the reality, and the when you start actually digging and trying to find more unbiased news sources, you realize that a lot of the country it does support him. (laughs) Right, yeah. that's right, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be an uncomfortable amount for the
1: left. Oh, totally, that's the problem. Absolutely, yeah. The majority of cities that are, don't have tent cities within them, you know, right. those kind of places. probably high right. correlation. Yeah, yeah. kind of weird like that, right?
2: We talked about it before. Uh, one, other thing here at the beginning, I wanted to bring up what, what is the latest? We talked about it before in an entry segment, and I almost feel we were going to go through the uh, the Green New Deal, but is it still exist? I mean, boy, that week after it came out. There was like a complete hammering. Right. What is well, the current status? You of that know thing? what?
1: It's um, uh, they they wanted to bring this out to the floor <laughs> to actually debate it and vote on it.
2: McConnell brought McConnell, it. McConnell, yeah. thank you, McConnell.
1: Yeah. I I haven't really followed it. Uh, it was supposed to be going through the rounds, but you know they want people to say like, "There you go." Vote right. for it. Go ahead. Tell right. me. Vote for it. Right. And they can in good conscience. I think I think the reason we haven't seen it is because they're they're sending this to the CBO to score. Oh, okay. So okay. that should be fun when that drops. Oh, no question. I, I haven't heard it <laughs> see what the, the
2: budget office comes up with on that. There's some unbelievable stuff. Like I you know, things I didn't even think about on the first pass, but people have brought up things like, let me get this right. In the same document, you say high speed rail is gonna be the future. And how inappropriate imminent domain is. Uh, Yeah. Can you tell me how both of those are going to happen? I don't know. They're not.
1: Magic. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, that's how it's going to happen. That's going to happen. Maybe Um, we close off a couple of lanes of freeway for every single rail. I don't know.
2: Take us on the topic. Here we go. So first topic, something we've talked about before, but they kind of just stepped it up here in California. The headline is Proposed Anti-Soda Bills in California Would Ban Big Gulps, Mandate Warning Labels on Vending Machines. So this comes from Reason.com. California legislators want to crack down hard on the soda industry with a series of new bills that would prohibit everything from big gulps to stocking sodas near the checkout aisle. Quote from David Chu, Assemblyman in San Francisco, we have an incredible public health crisis. Obesity and diabetes are at alarming rates driven by the deception of big soda. And certainly what happened last year didn't help. And help help remind me, guys. Last year, right, there was the... They were going to allow or they prevented local governments Mm -hmm. from banning, from implementing soda taxes, right? right?
1: So... What what's what was bound to happen was that this was going to be a statewide ballot initiative, yeah, a measure, yeah, and they they got scared, yeah, they got scared because the soda lobby was already raking in money to start fighting this initiative. So, Coke and Pepsi and whoever else was ready to fight and fight hard. And they were going to lose. They knew they were going to lose against this. As a ballot initiative, As a ballot initiative.
2: So here we go. Let me give you the rundown of the four bills. They're all assembly bills. Um, I'll state the numbers. Those don't matter. What's excellent is what these things are going to quote-unquote accomplish. Here we go. AB 765, authored by Senator Buffy Wicks, a dem from Berkeley. Shocker. Get out of town. It would ban the display of any soft drinks within six feet of a checkout area, except for coffee and tea, 100% natural fruit or vegetable juice or water. Stores that stock unpermitted drinks within reach of the register would be subject to pay per day fines up to five grand. So I have a comment (laughs) on this one. Here we go.
0: Specifically, because this really annoys the hell out of me. Just you? (laughs) No. What annoys me is the fact that government screwed up the food pyramid. Bingo. And they continue to. Yep. There's There's basically nothing... Different between a hundred percent natural fruit or vegetable juice. That's a great point. And soda. That's a great point. But because it's fruit juice, it sounds good. So, but that's all what libs are about. It sounds good. A Coca Cola, just for reference, has one hundred and forty calories and forty grams of sugar. We're talking about a Wait, 12 the whole ouncer. One can is only one hundred and forty. I'm saying only because I'm serious. One hundred forty yeah, calories. Yeah, because calories. it's calorie uh-huh. empty, right? Yeah, but right. it's forty grams of sugar. Okay, ten teaspoons. Okay, apple juice. Same amount of apple juice. 165 calories, and 39 grams of sugar, 9.8 teaspoons. So there are 40 grams of sugar in a Coke, and there are 39 grams of sugar in an apple juice. But that would be okay to display up front. Doesn't it make you feel better
2: when you're drinking the apple juice?
0: Absolutely. So there was a study. This actually came from NPR. There was a study published by the uh, journal called Nutrition, Shows that on average, fruit juice has a fructose concentration of about 45.5 grams per liter, only a bit less than the average of 50 per liter of soda. It's like indiscernible. I mean, it's like the same deal. And the sneakiest of all the fruit juices is Minute Maid's 100% apple with nearly 65 grams of fructose per liter. Wow. That's more than the 62 grams per liter in Coca-Cola and the 61 grams per liter in Dr. Pepper. So, not to mention
2: a, a different aspect of this bill, six feet. Why not five? Yeah. How about seven? It's your grabbable
0: range.
1: Yeah. The,
2: the, the, the amazing, like, just insight. What about fries? It, it makes me. You ever, you ever checked oh, out at a fries? like I got a buddy and I, we call it the gauntlet. You got to walk through the
1: gauntlet to get <laughs> All to the, the checkout. the little USB oh, chargers man. and
0: snacks and
1: food magazines and magazines. <laughs> I always look at the studies. The gauntlet. And the Berkeley study came out and said, the sugary beverage sales declined nine point six percent at Berkeley stores, while water, just straight up water, mm-hmm. increased sales fifteen point six percent. So maybe they did have an impact on water sales. Do you think average- tax
0: impacts it? Like, do you ever look at something and say, like, has it affected cigarette smoking? Is well, it a causation correlation thing? Is it just we've gotten better, say, uh, of knowing how bad tobacco and nicotine are? Or is it the fact that it's 11 bucks a pack? Is that really the discouraging part? It's a great question. Because I know people that drink soda because they're they're addicted to soda. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think spending a few extra cents on a tax is a
1: discouraging factor. Obviously not, because otherwise it would solve the tobacco problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I, I, I see people smoke... Two, three
0: packs a day. Is oh, it's insane. Weird. I see people do a ton of dip. Yeah. And my job, I mean, a ton of chewing tobacco. These guys are buying, you know, giant sleeves of it. That it's just the cost of doing business to them. You know, it's the cost of smoking cigarettes or buying cigars or whatever it is. Yeah. You just yeah. you just pay it.
2: I. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 sitting here thinking about just the the normal. The normal ramifications that should occur, for example, and you'd almost want to leave this up to the health insurance companies to figure out, but they have obviously introduced the link between, well, if you smoke, you're going to get this sort of rating on health, on life insurance, health insurance. I'd be all for it if it gets trickier, but they'd be allowed to do the same if there was some discernible test and then link. But now we're back to the problem. Well, we can't do that anymore. You can't. You know, it's a one package fits all Obamacare, um, no pre existing any of that
0: stuff. Well, I think we have to get down to why is government why does government care about sugary drinks? Right. That's a good right. That's a base good. That's a good question. And it's not from the libertarian standpoint of because I'm paying for your health care, I now get a say in your health. That's not. It. It's there's not no it, way. Right. It's so then you say, well, then why do they care? Right. Right. Is it just a money grab? Is it because there is a lot of soda sold and now we can make money off it? Because I don't believe they really have like my best interest at heart. You know, we've talked about just in the pure stance of if we didn't have all these social programs, we wouldn't have a vested interest in caring about your diabetes. Right. Why do I care if you get diabetes? Right. I only care because my taxes go to pay your welfare and health care. Exactly. Right. But then that was created by the government. Exactly. And then the government creates a tax. To help offset the money that they chose to pay for your health care.
2: Simply, they are solving, they're trying to solve problems that they created in the first place with other creations that will inevitably be problems. (laughs)
0: It's like we talked about uh, a few segments ago or a few episodes ago with the prisons. Yes. They educated you poorly. Yes. You became criminal. Yes. You went back to prison. Yes. Where they were supposed to re-educate and rehabilitate you. And then you have a 50% Which chance of coming back. they stunk at the first round. They stunk at yeah. the first round. <laughs> right. They We just determined they stunk at the second round. <laughs> right. And your odds of coming back are the same as if you didn't
1: go to any kind of rehab at all. We were talking about the, the tobacco tax. It's so much money that we, we generate for the state that it's actually a line item in the income statement. Well, I believe it. Totally. Yeah. Because and people don't, don't care. What, they yeah. just pay for they it. Don't, they just pay for it. And I can see that this is going to be another revenue gain for the cities or whoever enacts these taxes. People will find money to
0: pay for things that they want to pay for that are priorities in their life, like a $1,000 iPhone. I don't, can't afford insurance, but I will go buy a $1,000 iPhone. But, but, right. but
1: again, I think they're, they're doing an end around, of course. you know they're, they're, The state is so broke. and It's hurting every single city and municipality out there. They need more income revenue strains. They just can't figure out ways to just get the money, so they're finding different ways to tax us to death.
0: Well, so we said the first option was I get a say in your health because I'm paying for your health, right. and we know that's not the reason. No they're... way. So then you say it's just the nanny state. Yep. they know how, They know how to better take care of you than you or your parents do.
2: But you're also making, not to get too nuanced here, but you're also making an assumption that the money that they take in from these sorts of things are being used to directly take care of me for the ramifications that <laughs> right. caused by
1: that which they're taxing. Right. I challenge that one, too. They do a dog-a-pony show for exactly. some of these programs every yeah. so
2: once in a while. I found some of these. So in Berkeley, right, with the soda tax, uh, here's where some of the money went that they've been collecting from the soda tax. A thousand students uh, were taught how to plant and eat fresh produce from school gardens. Yay, okay. they're um, adulting. <laughs> a bunch of ninth graders got given reusable water bottles. Um, and, and to hold soda in? Oh, i would be great. Me okay. go get some bill gulps, although that's another bill. Um a quarter of a million dollars was was to help mobilize groups to give tours of the Berkeley Farmers Market. And oh, uh, tours, yeah, tours. What? Quarter of a million dollars for tours. And 125 grand went to teen nutrition nutrition programs, event interns and anti-soda campaigns. I mean, you can drive a Mack truck through the definition of some of these things.
1: Well, we're going to talk about Weird advocate jobs, you know. Later oh, on, I
0: I've never bought it. I got in a big debate in one of my college classes in grad school about this. I've never bought into the fact that, and to, God, to me, this is such an arrogant assumption. You're poor, therefore you're dumb, therefore you don't know what's healthy. That
2: is the that is the underpinning it of the entire dim uh,
1: uh, political mentality.
0: You're so dumb. You are an idiot. That you have no clue that. Veggies are good for you. Right.
1: And you can't get yourself to a DMV to get a license. You can't get yourself to a DMV to get (laughs) a license. Picture ID. So
2: so I'm going to non-physically beat that into you. Right. Through taxes. Through taxes, through giving you a WIC card that you can't use on anything but these certain food items, all of this, I'm just going to force you into understanding. And
0: in that theory, this actually becomes a regressive tax. Without question. Because if you're going to say this is the reason, then all you're doing is really hurting the people that can barely afford the soda to begin with. No question at all.
2: Uh, let me get through the last three bills real yeah, quick. Work. AB three forty seven mandate prominent black and yellow warning labels, like I guess like the nuclear symbol. It's, yeah, we, don't, yeah, we don't even have that on cigarettes, right? But but this will be black and yellow uh, on individual soda bottles and cans, cases, and vending machines, warning that quote drinking beverages with added sugar may contribute to obesity, type two diabetes, and tooth decay. Because I didn't know that. Nor will, but but magically, if it comes from fruit, it won't. Right. <laughs> so, AB seven sixty four has similarly introduced a bill that would, according to the the Chronicle, San Francisco Chronicle, I believe, but, quote bar soda companies from offering promotional deals to stores to lower the price of sugary drinks for customers. If that doesn't sound like Atlas shrugged, <laughs> I got no <laughs> clue what does. And lastly, AB seven sixty six, it would. <laughs> It would ban Big Gulps. Now, let me, again, ban them. So there's a private company who has a drink type that they came up with, has become very popular in America, part of our lexicon. They're going to ban Big Gulps or any other, quote, unsealed beverage container, end quote, capable of holding more than 16 ounces. Again, magical number. No clue where that came from. We're Sarah Palin when we need her. (laughs) Going above that limit could net stores fines... Of up to a grand. Why don't we just ban them outright? Just ban it. You know what? We're done.
0: Well, ban. Why? Why ban. not? I'm, right? Because it's our same with minimum wage. is great. is better. A hundred's even better than that. Lower it to one ounce. If it's a container more than an ounce. Yeah, you get you like can, a sippy, a little sippy cup, like a, thimble, a, sh- a, a shot, a shot yeah. glass, shot glass shot of, of Coke.
1: When it comes to people making decisions, they haven't been able to say ban on anything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They can't do it. Can't do it. They can't do it because inevitably it'll wind up at the you know Supreme Court and they'll say, My choice. Boom. The normal flow
0: is that your parents should educate you and say, hey. Hey,
1: hey, 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 none of that around here, please. <laughs> don't do that. No, 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 no. Uh
0: don't drink a liter of cola with every meal. Mm.
1: Awful. Boy.
0: Are we are you done with this one? I Uh, can go uh, off. No, no. We can keep ranting about it forever. It's it's
2: so stupid. I think so. Yeah. Okay. This one's actually, it's interesting from an angle of where we've talked about it on the show, just in the inevitability of the liberal mentality and approach and how it's going to eventually implode on itself or come in on itself and contradict. And now they don't know what to do. So from the Mercury news, the headline is Berkeley is Amazon too big to boycott. Hmm. So the city council is set to vote on an ordinance that would bar the city from doing business with companies that work with that work
1: with ICE. <gasps> as it, right.
2: I said an evil word, ICE. What
1: is ICE? Well, it's the stuff you put in your drink. Oh.
2: Immigration, customs. Thank you. La migra! Oh, boy. So if somebody, if a group, a company, works as an ICE data broker... Or quote provides extreme vetting services. End quote. Extreme. Um, What's the difference between extreme vetting and normal vetting? It's a you
1: know what, that's it's a, a Trumpian great. term. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you
2: do you bet that there's somewhere in some binder in someone's office in Berkeley, California, a
0: definition of that very question? I guess. I, I always I mean, just thought right. vetting is vetting, right? Yeah. You no. want to make sure somebody's not dangerous or. I'm
2: going to ask you a question. I'm not going to extremely ask you a question, Louis. I'm just going to ask you a question. I strenuously object. <laughs> All right. A few good men. Great movie. Okay. So, in a recent memo, two Berkeley council members asked the city manager to include Amazon in the proposed boycott.
1: <laughs> it's going to work. We're going to make it work.
2: Um, yeah, boycotting Amazon and its AWS cloud hosting services would affect the city's communications with residents on Nextdoor, as well as relationships with Airbnb, Tableau, and Adobe. So these are all groups, right? That that are in the area. Um, you're talking about a tricky trick. No, no more packages from
1: Amazon.
0: Um, in the in, it doesn't work.
1: It, it, Video service, yeah. Uh, so music, so <laughs> whatever else
0: they do. But why? Why do we want to boycott them? Because we're
1: jealous of their success. Um, but, but but they support ICE. You know, I looked up a couple of other companies that support work with ICE. Sure. Um, first one off the list: Northeastern University. Interesting. Interesting. They uh, about two point seven million obligated to uh, their training exploratory method of mapping processing services for big data sets. Uh, that's how they work with ICE. They do a lot of mapping with data sets. Uh,
0: Probably very beneficial down at the borders.
1: Ernst and Young. Ooh, government has agreed to pay nearly four million in agreement with the accounting firm to provide ICE with accounting programs.
2: Tricky. There you go. Tricky.
1: They're funny. Uh, Thompson Reuters, special services yeah. uh, subsidiary of company you F- may know. Financial data. Uh, four point seven million through twenty twenty one Web of ser- Science subscription service. Uh, citation database, so they're keeping track of
2: stuff. So some big players, yeah. And as far as Berkeley goes, <laughs> the Berkeley Public Health Clinics, Berkeley probably likes public health clinics. They use AWS to submit medical claims and store HIPAA compliant health information.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, that's why I was going to bring up John Hopkins University. They actually train the ICE agents with medical. You know they go over there, right? Make sure that you know you are up to up to speed with all the medical training.
0: I think just in case. You talked about no packages. All this. I mean, me and John talked about this a lot. In that, Amazon's biggest thing is their AWS service. It's It's not the retail side. Totally true. You know they developed a a gigantic web uh, cloud platform to fulfill their own needs, Mm -hmm. and then they realized that they could actually sell their cloud computing. Amazon Web Services, AWS, and AWS is basically what makes Amazon money. They lose money on retail. What pays for your Amazon Prime and your free shipping is what AWS yeah. does. So it's a loss to them. Your right. prime,
2: most people's Prime relationship with
0: Amazon works well for the people, works bad for Amazon. Right. So Amazon, uh, these are 2017 numbers, they did $3.1 billion in AWS and $1.1 billion in retail. There you go uh so three times right and it it's a it's a good business for them because it brought in 12.2 billion in revenue um and their margins are a lot they have a lot wider gap in their margins on the aws side than they do retail makes sense so their retail unit earned the 1.1 billion it had to generate 124 billion in sales to get 1.1 billion in operating income and with AWS, um, they only had to do twelve point two billion to get three point one billion. So one hundred twenty-four billion to get one point one billion in income, and then with AWS, twelve point two billion to get there. Yeah, billion. the mar- so like you said, the, the margins huge. Um, so when you talk about boycotting them, it's not just I don't get my Tide Pods shipped to me every <laughs> month so <laughs> I can eat them. A lot of the world operates off their cloud
2: platform. You know, when we talked about it, or I, I briefly mentioned it in an off comment in the previous episode, but it's funny. I mean, this is a slight tangent from this story, but where this also plays, I mean, one of these articles was saying, in Queens, a district where 40% of the population are immigrants and more than a quarter are Hispanic, Amazon's relationship with ICE was a big reason why some activists are glad the tech company is no longer coming to town. So you've got... It, it inevitably leads ignorance. to ignorance. That's right. It inevitably, inevitably is leading towards these sorts of decisions. Now, again, there's this one. Uh, somebody uh, wrote a memo countering this in Berkeley and kind of got a, a little flash of, of sanity. It said, quote, um, ICE have often also amassed unavoidable market power and breadth. I'm sorry, Amazon have also also amassed unavoidable market power and breadth into essential operations required of our civic government. And it's true. I mean, it's, again, a point of sanity. In this particular situation, they're talking about wanting government operations to continue in a normal manner, right? And so they can't really avoid Amazon. In Queens, you were basically faced with allowing 25,000 people to get a job. I got the whole – we've talked about it before – I've got, I get the whole um, corporate welfare tax incentives, all that sort of thing. At the end of the day, though, even if Amazon didn't owe any taxes to Queens, right, net no new taxes from, from Amazon, 25,000 people just got a job at, at Amazon-like income levels, Right? they're probably going to spend money they're going to earn money to pay taxes on. No,
1: no, 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 stop that. Stop that. No,
2: what's the mistake? What am I doing? No,
1: No, there's this mistake is you're losing, you're using logic. But other than that, yeah,
0: no, there, there's this giant misunderstanding about Amazon. They don't pay any taxes, right? We were, yeah, right. But they don't see all the other taxes they pay, like property taxes and income taxes and FICA and all that stuff. Right. Um, and people don't understand how you can move your losses forward right right and so if they are able to get a net gain of 0 every year right we know how much money they they gross they're obviously spending that money or more to cancel out their tax and that all that money is going into creating infrastructure creating jobs creating more locations and there's it's an massive. E- and there's an element of this too that Friedman talks about of
2: what is a corporation? A corporation isn't some like magic entity. At the end of the day, you filter everything down and it gets to people, right? The table that our microphones are sitting on and our, our iPads and computers are sitting on doesn't pay taxes. Just like a corporation doesn't really pay taxes. It does, but ultimately, it's people that have there are owners of that corporation and that's who's technically paying those taxes and or the end consumer um, who who the monies, if there are taxes paid by Amazon, the end consumer is actually the person who bears that. Right. People need to, shouldn't think about this as this entity that has no human connection at all that is just magically making money, losing money, paying taxes, not paying taxes. Ultimately, it ends up at people.
0: Right, right. I, I, uh, I pulled their 2018 Form 10K. Oh yeah, which is their right. financial statement that yeah. the yeah. SEC makes them fill out. Their operating loss carry forwards uh, for 2018 were 222 million. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they lost 222 million that they get to then put into next year's. They get to carry that That's forward right. into 2019. That's how it works. as a write-off because. They Once you did all the debits and credits, they actually lost $222 million. And they do that every year. They lose money. People don't, right, you've mentioned it, but people don't realize from like
2: day one of Amazon up through when AWS kind of sort of started to work, Amazon lost tons of money every quarter. And
1: they were okay with that. The shareholders were okay with that because they're continuously growing. Exactly, Grow, grow, grow.
0: To put it into simple terms... If you open up your a business and let's say you are losing ten thousand dollars a year, and you know at the end of ten years you lost a hundred thousand dollars total, but in that tenth year you made a hundred thousand dollars, that doesn't mean that you did not lose that ten grand a year previously, right? right. So over ten years at losing ten grand a year, you racked up a hundred grand in losses, and then you made a hundred grand in that that 10th year, you, you balanced at zero. That's right. Right. And people don't understand how that works. And they go, Oh my God, Amazon, Amazon isn't paying any taxes because they keep losing hundreds of millions of dollars every year because they keep putting it back in, you know, and it's
2: another, not to get too philosophical again, but it's, a, it's another point we've talked about before. They, they have succeeded in making sure people don't understand basic economics Right. How how business works, the foundational elements of corporate w- life in America, capitalism that everything's built on. They, they've done a great
1: job of making people ignorant to that. Right. I'm going to flash you guys back to 2017. I would like that. Because I remember you guys all remember Assembly Bill 1887. Which one's that one? Exactly. That is the one where we boycotted North Carolina because oh, they would yes. not accept... Transgender people in their bathrooms. Was that like the In-N-Out boycott? That one worked. (laughs) That one worked too. And then they had to go. You know what? You the 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 boycott was. We're not going to support any travel that goes to these states. Of course, of course. But of course, you still got to work with these states for whatever you're doing. And then eventually they just went. Okay, whatever. Right. Because we're we're still on that topic, right? Of transgender in the bathrooms. Oh my it was goodness. a hot topic a long time ago, right? We're still on that? No? Nobody gave a shit? No, we're still no. trying to get people
0: okay. to understand that you only get taxed on profit, oh. not just on sales. Okay. Jeez.
2: Next one? I think so. So this, this one is kind of an amalgamation from different campuses, similar stories.
0: One close to home. Uh,
2: real close to home. I'm going to be reading some of this with a heavy heart. Our universities are paying how much for what kinds of positions? So Campus Reform recently, campusreform.org, I should say. Pretty cool website, funny website, good videos sometimes. They put together uh, multiple stories in the last month or so of California state, either UC or Cal State system schools, that have this the new kind of uh, job du jour whatever you want to call it positions de jour for LGBT with a lot of letters after that um, sorts of inclusion programs now I'm going to read through some of these positions um, for different universities, but I think for me the the thing that struck me about these positions and this story in general is don't forget this these are state. Universities, state funds, taxpayer money. You don't have a say, unlike if Stanford wanted to do this, a private university, you don't have to support right, Stanford. Right. Your taxes go to this. University of California, Santa Barbara, right? Just south of us. Yeah. They're seeking a new LGBTQ program coordinator to organize, quote, identity-based programs. Okay. It's going to be paying if we're about all fluid. Oh, never! Mind. Keep going. Yeah, you're putting you're putting definitions and labels, yeah, Bobby. We don't like that. No. So they're going to they're willing to pay 57 grand annually um, for an individual who be expected to quote create an inclusive environment for quote underrepresented, underserved, and marginalized students. So just the Republicans on campus.
1: Buzzing. Right? right. Bazinga! <laughs>
2: that was a good one. I like that. Um, you should. We should get you to put an app in, under that pretense. Oh, a, <laughs> marginalized, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Give me money. As Campus re- uh, Reform reported back in January of 2016, the school used student fees. And we're back to this whole point about where your money's actually going on these campuses. They used student fees to host a book discussion on quote the anti-fat stigma that persists in American culture specifically for, quote, fat gay men. Wow. And in September 2015, the school released a, quote, homosexuality and religion guide that said the Bible objects to members of the LGBT community having equal rights, but the religion shouldn't get in the way of people's sex lives.
1: Yeah. Again,
0: taxpayer money. Can I read um, what are some of the bullet point uh, job skills they're looking for? I I would like that. I may apply. So, so the continue. first one is event planning skills and experience. Okay. Knowledge of or experience working with LGBTQ people. Knowledge of. Or experience uh-huh. working with. Okay. Experience working in higher education as a student or professional staff. Work Working That's, in higher education okay. as a student. Okay. So you went, you went to school. Right. 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 We're going to say that real fancily though. Knowledge of or experience advising undergraduate students. Mm-hmm. Skills or experience in supporting trans communities and queer and trans people of color. Experience balancing competing priorities, desirable requirements, experience supervising part-time staff, experience navigating a large organization what, what? so you can find your way around campus and the phone directory. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, here's a big one. Independently identify, develop, implement, and oversee student programming, which aims to address trends and needs in the LGBTQIA community, including social, emotional, physical, relational, political, and safety-based topics. Identifies team members and delegate tasks. Ensures program expenses do not exceed budget developed in consultation with the director. I feel like you need – you don't just need someone who wants to volunteer for this position. No. No. Like, that is a huge chunk of things. You need to to be in charge of social, emotional, physical, relational, political, and safety-based
1: topics. Emotional alone. I get to see this a lot, you know, this this whole cycle of we need money for this program. Program brings in students. Students are now soldiers in advocating for whatever we want, and then they get people elected, and then those— those politicians thus give money to the program all over again. And it's just a vicious cycle. It's not necessarily nepotism, but it's pretty damn close to it. And this is the vicious cycle that we continuously do over and over and over again. Right. I, you know, I was taking a look at campus com, mm-hmm. and they had this uh, section for Berkeley and how much some of these yep. people make. Oh yes, please. Go and ahead. at the top tier, and it's this unbelievable. is unbelievable. I'm going to name them Oscar Dubin. Vice Chancellor of Equity and Inclusion. Yeah, the, the the word I'm realizing, equity, is getting used all over the place.
2: That's the new Everything's buzzword. Everything's got to be equitable. Equity,
1: equity. Uh, base pay, $193,158. And they've got a nice list here. And they've got quite a few people with uh, six-digit figures. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went, you know. A UCLA has the same. I found a list for the Bruins. I, I kind of went down the list here. And it, my damn screen will... Will agree with me,
2: Margaret. Like, she at UCLA. She's the Bruin X faculty advisor. Her base pays two hundred sixty-five grand. What does she do? You know, I don't know, but she's an equity advisor. Um, <laughs> Is it like wh- a financial
1: planner. No, she's an, right, like equ- equ- equity? right. Equity, equity well, advisor. Well, uh, here's here's the funny thing that I kind of went through. Uh, uh, an equity advisor. That sounds great. Doesn't I, it I went job? towards the bottom of this list for Berkeley, and I went. Oh, who's who's making the the least amount of money? And I I noticed that. There was a director who was only making $55,000 Dude, that guy's slacking. No, yeah, I was like, whoa. This, this person's name is Takia Jackson. Okay. Director of African-American Student Development. Yeah. So even at Equity Plus Berkeley, they're still shaking down the black man.
2: It's still inequitable. still inequitable.
1: Well, here we, we are. A lot promoting, of equity for
0: the equity advisors.
1: They can't even give a black man. I've never. It's fair shake. I've
0: never understood we want to make everything equitable, but we still have these minority groups on campus, right? Like the, all the different coalitions and the black students have a thing and the Asian students have a thing. And, you know, if you ever had a white student club or group, that would be awful uh, and racist, uh, right? And, but all that does is continue to segregate us. Every right. time we keep creating a group, we, we keep segregating it. I've got, a really, I've got
2: a really good friend who made the comment, isn't this just going to ultimately one day end up at the individual? <laughs>
0: that would I mean, be full circle. Right. right? Like
2: That's, that's the <laughs> funny thing about all this is you're going to divide and slice and dice this stuff until you end up at Bobby and Louie. Well, I, I, we're going to
0: address each other by number. I actually don't see it getting there. Okay. I, I feel know like, go, yeah, go on. You keep splitting the organism. You yep. just keep splitting, splitting, splitting. I don't, I don't think it ever does resolve back around at the individual. Okay. I think you'd have to go the other way. You'd mm-hmm. have to keep taking factors out of them till it arrived, mm-hmm. right? Because the joke now is, if you take things to logical conclusion, we'll just take the woman in the boardroom, the new California yep. law, right? Okay, why stop at just women? Why not have, you know, a black person? Why not a black woman? Why not a black lesbian woman? Mm-hmm. Why not Why not a half black, half Asian mm-hmm. lesbian woman? Like, you just keep splitting, splitting, splitting to the where point where you come? just cannot be representative of everybody. And now you've put yourself in a hole because, mm-hmm. well, what, why can't my group be represented at the boardroom? And how many people are you going to have now on the board, right? I mean, when you take it to it, just like minimum wage, why stop at 15, right? So when you don't really have any kind of reasoning behind it you, it's a the left has a way of it they keep they can they just keep
1: offending the other groups because you can't be all inclusive every time you got to keep creating victims and right. eventually no, 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 you'll push right. some of these people out and you got to keep bringing in new victims right cuz it always just comes down to the victim group versus
0: the the oppressed versus the oppressor before we um ultimately in this
2: segment i Do you guys mind if I read this? This one is really sad because it's my alma mater, so Mm -hmm. I feel I have to. California Polytechnic State University, they have San Luis Obispo in San Luis. I
0: know you guys think there's only one Cal Poly, no? But we got both represented on this
2: podcast. I went to Pomona. Got both represented. They have arranged to shell out almost a quarter of a million dollars for 38 days of quote diversity consulting. Wow. To help ensure the university population more closely mirrors the demographics of California. Um, They they have hired Damon A. Williams, former associate vice chancellor, vice provost, and chief diversity officer at University of Wisconsin-Madison, and he now travels the country giving presentations on, this is not a joke, quote, inclusive excellence. Inclusive so, excellence. Yeah, think about the definition for that, and I'll get back to you because I haven't been able to figure it out. Okay. So the Cal Poly Media Relations Director, Matt Lazier, I'll, I'll say his name, quote, this is an important step in accelerating Cal Poly's diversity and inclusion efforts. The university's investment in Damon Williams and his team underscores our commitment to improving our campus climate and culture, Enhancing our students' learn-by-doing experience. I've got no clue how that relates. Furthering our leadership development and ensuring that every member of our community knows they belong. Here's the thought. If they didn't feel like they belonged, they
0: probably wouldn't have applied, right? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, You know I what? I have to hand it to them. They've they got the entrepreneurial spirit, <laughs> right? I mean, they've created all these freaking positions and we're paying, what, a quarter million dollars for 38 days of so true. inclusivity they, training? They found out how the milking oh, totally how, how to make that Let's work. Let's just create bogus jobs.
1: Oh, and you know what? Let's just have the students rack up huge student debt to pay for all these things. I wonder why college is so expensive. Jordan Peterson does a big thing about,
0: like, when you put people through these courses and you shame them into being bad human beings, it actually has the opposite effect of being understanding mm. and inclusive. Mm. Because as it turns out, people don't like being told they're racist and bigots and homophobic. And they ends up having the polar opposite effect on your workforce, all these diversity training seminars. Then it goes off on, like, who are you to tell me well, right. Right. Like, Where is this perceived authority right, that exactly. you have? Exactly. And it actually... Get real. A lot of it's based on... I'm going to get this maybe kind of wrong. But a lot of it's based on a study that the people who put together the study have since come out and said that these trainings don't work. Right. But they came up with a study that said it did, but nobody could reproduce the results. But if the trainings don't work,
2: then that means Mr. Williams can't get his quarter of a million dollars for thirty-eight days of work. Right. I right. you. Right.
1: Don't worry, Mr. Williams. You'll be all right.
2: All right. We got some tweets. I think we do. I got a good Bernie one. We were just talking Are you feeling about feeling the burn. I'm feeling the burn. We were just talking about Am Amazon. So combined, 2018 profit of Amazon, GM, Netflix, and Goodyear, twenty-four and a half billion federal income taxes paid 0 combined federal tax refund 275 million our job is to repeal all of the trump
1: tax giveaways to the top 1% we were uh, talking about school so this one comes from elizabeth warren my big chance was a commuter college that cost $50 a semester today america has saddled our young people with 1.5 trillion of student loan debt we're crushing an entire generation, and we need to stop before it's too late. Hey, didn't you get $365,000 salary to teach one class at Harvard? What a joke.
0: I got one from Elizabeth Warren about education, too. Another big structural change we need. Hashtag universal Childcare. I'm proposing a bold new plan that guarantees high-quality child care and early education for every child in America. It will be free for millions of families and affordable for everyone. Well, Wouldn't free be affordable?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. Affordable how? Tax a million people. I got it. You got one? Google. Nancy Pelosi. Members of Congress all swear an oath to support and defend the Constitution. The House will vote on uh, the legislation to defend the separation of powers following Donald Trump's decision to ignore the bounds of the law within his emergency declaration. Uh... You didn't, as speaker, you did not object when Obama sent hundred billion dollars to Iran. Yeah, Weird. that's the
0: big one that keeps coming up. Jeez, AOC,
2: our future is imperiled, our economy is fragile, and frontline communities are vulnerable to major threats from rising sea levels to lead in our water. A Green New Deal is a common sense, moral solution—moral, moral, moral solution—to fix these issues with the urgency they demand. Thank you, AOC.
0: I got one for Warren here. More proof that Donald Trump's hashtag GOP tax scam was a big fat lie. Wages for workers barely budge while corporate profits soar. It's time to give workers a raise. When corporate profits soar, shareholders soar. Like, that is good for the world. I no, no, no. zero
1: zero understanding. I got one. It's a little old, but it's from uh, hashtag heels up Kamala Harris. Like most of you, I've seen the reports about Jesse Smollett, and I'm sad frustrated and disappointed but no backtracking Mm -mm, no no backtracking just disappointed
0: i got one here from gavin last one we have an administration that continues to reject the reality of climate change we must demand immediate action on this threat from the federal government you know that blows me away about the climate change stuff is we got some of the most rain in the world this past few months And it's something like 80% of it in Los Angeles County went straight to the Pacific Ocean. Went to the ocean. Yeah. No big deal. We have zero way to capture this
1: water. I think in our reservoir over here, it it got up to 50% containment. I was like, well, wait a minute. we got a lot of rain. What happened here?
2: Doesn't that just fit with the, if we fix it, there can no longer be a future crisis around it. Right. It's
0: Caltrans. Imagine a world where every road was fixed. Done.
1: That's all I got. Hey, the website's up and going. Yeah. Don't Find us don't online. rush out and start like uh flooding it and bring, don't bring, bring us it to, down. Yeah.
0: We might have to leave Amazon Web Cloud. Ooh. Are we going to ban that right now? No, we're not. Okay. We're not. I'm okay not banning it. I'm so. supportive of successful companies in the country because I feel it makes us all better. Cool. So inclusive of you. Yeah, so uh extremely inclusive. <laughs> Find us on Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, and www.callystreaming.com.
1: And don't forget to tell a friend to burn it all down.